Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to consider reinventing performance management and how positive psychology can help organizations rethink, reimagine, and reinvent performance management and leadership practices. My awesome guest today is Amin Soror, Director of HR over at the Egyptian Banking Institute. Amin is a frequent conference speaker, contributing to many global and regional HR and leadership events across various countries. He's been recognized recently as one of the most influential HR leaders from the Middle East by uh, Etro World Middle East. And uh, Amin is a founding member and part of the advisory council of the Intelligent Leadership Hub. Hey, Amin, welcome to the show today. Hello, Bill. Thanks for having me. And thanks for the nice introduction. Uh, why don't you start by telling our listeners a bit more about yourself? Thanks a lot, Bill. This is absolutely a quite a pleasure to be part of your podcast and to address your brilliant audience. Uh, there's a surprise here that originally I'm a pharmacist, but I'm, I'm not a practitioner. I've spent the, most of my entire career, 18 years in HR organization development in uh, psychology. Uh, probably in the last decade, I've been focusing on uh, using positive psychology, applying positive psychology in the workplace and exploring the intersection and the interrelated areas between positive psychology and organizational psychology. And that would help HR leaders and organizations future proof themselves and, and respond effectively to the current challenges in a hyper competitive world. Um, I'm uh, working currently in the Egyptian Banking Institute and I'm uh, responsible for cultural transformation projects and I've been uh, working in the pharma industry, education in uh, quite different industries in the consulting and HR services. And uh, before I joined ABI of the Egyptian Banking Institute, I was working in a pharmaceutical, European pharmaceutical company uh, responsible for the Middle East and North Africa before getting aside a global project to uh, implement a new performance management system across all countries and says offices in Europe and Asia. Just this in a, in a nutshell and a very brief of uh, who, who I am and what I'm doing right now. Sonic Boom Wellness helps large organizations foster the social connectivity and sense of community that's necessary to curb burnout and improve overall well-being at work. And we're proud to support this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. Sonic Boom's mission is to optimize engagement and well-being to make work and life better for every member. We do this through a highly tailored approach, meeting every client where they are and building a program that fits the unique goals and needs of every member. Learn more at sonicboomwellness.com. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, let's uh, let's get going then with a big question. Why do you think organizations need to rethink their performance management right now? Well, just a very big question. And uh, I, was to, I want to start with uh, how people are responding to the current state of performance management. Because in most of my conferences and workshops, I've asked people, 
How are you satisfied? To what extent are you satisfied with the current state of performance management? And always start zero hands up. People are not satisfied. HR people are not satisfied and employees are not satisfied and corporate leaders are not satisfied. I, I think the problem is that performance management was originally designed to produce performance and to help organizations accelerate and develop performance. But mostly HR people are using performance management currently for administrative purpose, purposes and it's becoming more procedure. When you look at the statistics uh, for five for the 500 Fortune companies, 88% of Fortune 500 companies in 1955 until 2014 are now vanished, disappeared. So probably the issue is not about performance and control and discipline and accelerating things further, but it, it might be about innovation. It might be about collaborative intelligence. So how we how we would look about at performance management from this perspective, how we can redesign performance management to to help people become innovative, bring their own the whole self of the organization, appreciate the uniqueness and strengths and, and things like this. One one of the key barriers in my perspective is evaluation, rating, and management control. So, but for example, if if you are evaluated based on a set of criteria why people are more powerful bringing their own strengths at work that might be a kind of a challenge for for talents and organizations to unleash the power of their talents because we we, we might we might focus more on the weaknesses of our people and fixing our weakness when we forget some some point of time that we've hired people because of their strengths, because of their capabilities, but most of the time we're trying to fix their weaknesses. So, but, but when you think of when you rethink performance management practices in terms of how we can help people cultivate their strengths and focus more on their strengths and capabilities rather than fixing their weaknesses, and how we can redesign performance management practices to help people become more collaborative and appreciate the uniqueness and uh, promote uh, collaborative intentions that would be more helpful for organizations to grow further so it's it's about the objective and it's about focusing on our capabilities and strengths the ei sunday supplement is a new mini-series created by the hr gazette in partnership with gen nos north america a world leader in emotional intelligence assessments and training designed specifically for business environments Tune in each week and discover new ways to connect and collaborate with colleagues. Okay, thank you very much. So we're living in pretty exciting times, I mean. Uh, uh, Banny World and uh, with ChatGPT penetrating many, many aspects of our lives and our work lives. How do you think organizations, leaders and employees perceive the impact of powerful technology such as generative AI. Uh, do you think it's a threat or is it a blessing? A lot of people out there right now are very concerned about their jobs. Others are saying, hey, don't worry about it. Sure, some jobs will go, but new ones will be invented that we don't even know about yet. But the point is you will need human beings to be there at every step of the way. And others yet are saying, no, 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 it's Skynet. We're, we're only years away from the AI taking over. Where's, <laughs> where, where do you fall on that? On, on that? Uh, 
on, on that uh, mosaic of different ideas? I, I think it's, it's quite interrelated to performance management as well and leadership practices. Because uh, but one of the key barriers and limitations here is let's consider that consider the job descriptions we what we currently do is doing is we, we try to fit to, to put people into boxes of job descriptions uh, which might be limiting their capabilities in, uh, and strengths to flourish and uh, thrive further what, what happens right now is that ai and generative ai or technology machines in, in the broader perspective are placing jobs that are repetitive, described, and patternized. But still, we need people who are innovative. We need people who can contribute effectively to uh, to problem solving and uh, striving beyond the challenges that we we currently have. And I think those people are indispensable and can can't be replaced by uh, the new technologies and by the machine. So but, but the machine. Uh, right now is uh, is helping us get rid of patternized and repetitive jobs and this and prescribed jobs and it, it offers people more complex high quality opportunities high quality jobs at the workplace where where we are uh, designed for this where we where we can flourish and thrive because our our strengths as human beings is is about innovation and conceptualization and partly the strengths of the machines right now is about data processing, visualization, sharing data and communicating data and storing data. So when we compete with the machine, again, in, in terms of restoring and processing data, we might not be successful enough, but when we focus on uh, our capabilities, our strengths as human beings, around innovation and bringing about real solutions and uh, solve the problems of our customers, our, our organizations, we might strive this way. So in my perspective, it's not about artificial intelligence. It might, might be more about augmented intelligence, about how we can collaborate with, with the machine to augment our capacities and strengths to thrive in a hyper-competitive world. Because now we have more complex and more complicated jobs. If, when you look at our jobs, 10 years before, 20 years before, and the jobs of our parents and our grandparents, it was quite simple, clear, prescribed, and repetitive. And those jobs are no longer part of the future. Those jobs are, are going to be replaced and taken over by the machine. But for, for our today's jobs that are based on uh, creativity and innovation, I think these jobs are uh, quite indispensable and uh, this where human beings would flourish. So from another perspective, if, if leadership and performance management practices are designed to foster control and consistency and conformity, so that would not be in favor of nurturing those students who can thrive in such engaging and innovative and high quality jobs. The more we, we provide people with autonomy, with help, with empower our frontline, our, our talents, the more we can help them flourish and thrive and you look at a completely different set of jobs that are complex are innovative and creative i think we're moving from uh, what we can call the, the old metaphor of the talent shapes from i shaped talents we move to t-shaped talents where we have the i is the depth of expertise and the 
the top of the T is the breadth of knowledge. So we, we moved from I to T when the MBA was flourishing, but we're probably now we're moving into comb-shaped talents where people, where people are uh, experienced and specialized in different jobs and uh, they have multiple skills, multiple strengths that they can explore to use to flourish at the workplace. And the comb-shaped talent is not just three legs or four legs, it might be six legs or more. So we're, we're, we're moving into uh, more of having entrepreneurs, corporate entrepreneurs who, who can uh, thrive as innovative and creative at today's work environment. So the, the more we can redesign our systems and reinvent our practice, our leadership practice to nurture that type of talents who are entrepreneurial, corporate entrepreneurial talents, the more we can appreciate the, the, the potential and the benefits and advantages of the new technologies like ChatGPT and other generative AI, the more we use traditional performance management practices and leadership practices to, to promote control and conformity and consistency, the more we would see new technologies as a threat and uh, that might be uh, threatening our opportunities for growth and uh, keeping our career flourishing in the future. Once in a while an event series is born that shakes things up, it makes you think differently, and it leaves you inspired. That event is Disrupt HR. The format is 14 speakers, 5 minutes each, and slides rotate every 15 seconds. If you're an HR professional, a CEO, a technologist, or a community leader and you've got something to say about talent, culture, or technology, Disrupt is the place. It's coming soon to a city near you. Learn more at disrupthr.co. Okay, wow, thank you. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, what other factors should we consider as design elements for a more modern agile and flexible performance management system then what, what else have you meant haven't you mentioned so far so uh, can you talk a bit about aging population having five generations in the same workplace uh, then i don't think that's ever happened before uh, maybe i'm wrong uh, but going from what the, the boomers all the way through to the, the, the zoomers uh scarcity of resources in many instances at the moment uh turbulent economies of course at the moment contextual factors such as the ongoing war in ukraine how, how are these things affecting overall performance management systems and policies and processes what are you seeing that's working yes it's a pretty very big question we might need some more time to explore but i, I want to start with uh, shedding some light on the aging population factor because now it's it's not just that uh, having higher life expectancy age but it's also about having people at the age of 60 and 70 quite productive and quite strong to contribute to the organizational growth. So they are not just part of the organization, but they are actively involved and they might be part of the talents because most of the time we're speaking about young talents, but also organizations need those experienced and seasoned professionals who are step productive and effective. And when, when you think of uh, the impact of the aging population, so we will see new generations like Alpha, not just Z, but like Alpha, are going to, to join the workplace earlier than before. And we will see older generations 
who stay in the workplace for a longer time. So we might have five or six generations in the same workplace. And that would, uh, would have an impact on our systems and uh, the, the way we manage, the way we lead people, the way we help people flourish at the workplace. Because the, the five different generations, six different generations would have completely different types of expectations from their work, from the employers, for the way they work, the way they expect to, uh, to collaborate. So we need to embrace the reality of personalized, having a personalized workplace. So but, but one of the key practice here that I'd like to, uh, to explore with you and with your audience is the idea of job crafting. Job crafting is about giving people the power and the control of a make of redesigning recrafting the jobs because job descriptions are not are not effective as before probably we've been using job descriptions three decades before to explain how the job can be done now the job descriptions are the starting point of, how, of what we we currently know about the job because jobs are no longer simple and no longer easy to predict are no longer easy to, to implement. So the job descriptions are now just a starting point. So when you see your job description, when somebody sees it, his or her job description uh, at the beginning of their career at some organizations, that would be just a starting point, how the jobs would start, where to start from. That's what the employer knows about how the job can be done right now. But we expect new talents or people who join the workplace to revamp and revitalize and recraft and redesign the job to match their own strengths and their capacities and to maximize the influence and, and expand the contribution to the whole organization, not just within a limited scope of, uh, of a job description. And uh, uh, I would recall the, the famous saying of, of Steve Jobs that we hire people who tell us what to do, not the other way around. So we, the more we use job crafting, the more we give people the power and control over their jobs, how they can do the jobs, where they can do the jobs, and, and what, what kind of uh, influence and, and contribution that they can make, that, that would be more helpful. And uh, uh, combined with job crafting, I would explore also the idea of aligning people's contribution to the whole organization rather than in their own departments. Because uh, we expect the new new talents and uh, the current talents in the workplace be the com-shaped talents. So they have multiple skills, multiple set of strengths. So they, they can contribute beyond the job the, the job descriptions that are assigned to them. And in, in order to help people see beyond the department walls and the barriers and limits be, they, they have in the in the organization, you need to, to help them see how they can contribute to the whole organization. So the more they align the work to the whole organization, the more they can see opportunities for growth and for expanding the role and, and, and contribution. And uh, that would be helpful also if we approach, if, if we use the strategy maps to, uh, to help people see the whole organization objectives, in uh, strategic priorities in just one page so they can easily understand how they can expand the role and uh, expand their contribution. Uh, another key practice that we, we might explore further also is peer coaching. Because we expect people to get involved in cross-functional 
projects so they can uh, expand their capa capacities and capabilities and become more of the agile talents, agile talents the, by working in different departments and contributing to different teams. So peer, coach, peer coaching would be very, very helpful to, to expand the opportunities for, for learning and to help people expand and understand more about their strengths and uh, manage the coaching conversation in a much better way. And from another perspective, there would be a very, very good strategy to promote succession planning. When you imagine that the whole organization are practicing coaching, particularly positive psychology coaching. So they focus on the strengths of, the, of each other and how they can cultivate and activate their strengths at work and explore opportunities for contribution, expanding the, uh, the influence. The more you, you can see uh, that the organization have more coaches and they, they, are, they can develop a coaching culture across different departments, across different levels. So the more you have future opportunities for building the next generation or the next line of leaders who are, who are adept in coaching, who, who can develop further and can advance the leadership practice in the organization. Uh, other than that, uh, ditching job descriptions and abandoning rating entirely would be helpful also to explore uh, the, the opportunities for promoting autonomy and helping people become empowered and see that they are in control of what they do. In a nutshell, where we, we might say that we put people at the center, but not by uh, not by pampering them and uh, cuddling them. It's about giving them control and giving them opportunities to make change and uh, be, become accountable for setting their own objectives, making the creating the own path across the organization and redesigning the jobs, redesigning the contribution while being aligned to the organization of priorities and strategic aims. So people become more encouraged to bring their own self and appreciate their uniqueness at work. And that might be helpful to uh, for them to thrive and flourish in uh, a more dynamic and uh, social and agile organizations workplaces but we might use a metaphor that the workplace is moving from a beehive or swiss watch like workplace to uh, a slinky coil organization where uh, we promote flexibility and agility not just within the procedures of our workplace and the systems but also by nurturing agile and uh, flexible talents who can be resilient and uh, can uh, approach different challenges in a creative and innovative way. So they, they can be accountable and responsible for the jobs, for the contribution, for the success, for, for the engagement as well. Perfect, thank you very much. I mean, we are out of time for today. Uh, in 30 seconds or less, how can folks connect with you? Is that email, is that LinkedIn? What would you like to share? Yeah, I'm available on LinkedIn. I would love, I'd love to connect with the audience through LinkedIn with the same uh, with the same name, I mean, so. I think that's the, the most effective way. I'm also uh, available across different social media channels like Twitter and Facebook. And uh, of course, we, we might share it with your audience across any domain or platform. Excellent. Well, that just leads me to say for today, Amin, thank you very much for being my guest. Thanks a lot, Bill. It's quite interesting, quite exciting, exciting to be with you today. And I hope that... Uh, uh, that would be useful and helpful for your, for your audience. Thanks a lot for the invitation, for having me here. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working.
Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.